Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Halbkast mit Tom Reimann an David Bell. Hypecast! Oh, it's a show where we get hyped about stuff and things. I'm your co-host, Tom Ryman. I'm the other one, David Bale. And I'm Eric Barnes. Hi. Hey, Eric Barnes. Eric. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Oh, man. I, How you doing, I, man? What's going on? How you doing? Oh, I'm I'm hanging tight like everybody else. Just Are you hanging kinda, tough, though? I'm. Uh, you know, I have to hang tough like mm-hmm. the new kid on the block I am. Uh, yeah. Obviously, yeah. Indeed, no, indeed. Like the tattoo across your forehead. Indeed, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, that's uh, that's why I'm poor this holiday season is because I spent all the money on this forehead tattoo. It's an investment. It's a solid investment. It's a growth. And just, It'll pay off. In and the just after the actor strike ended, so it's something you can leave for your children and your children's children. Uh, yeah. A forehead tattoo is just an heirloom. It yeah, you really carve can. it right off. You cry, carve it right off of yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. Just pass yeah. it down. You just pass when it. You're done with it. The family Fli- jerky. Yeah, yeah. Family jerky that could be used as a bumper sticker at any time. Exactly. <laughs> Welcome. Um, what, do you, what, uh, what do you got going on? Do you have anything you want to plug right here at the top of oh, man. Uh, uh, this episode? I haven't been on Hypecast since 2019, so I'm trying to f- so I'm trying to find my footing. Uh, you can find oh, me on... Man. Yeah, I know, right? Sorry. <laughs> it happens. No, I, no ill will here. It's... Uh, Although for a time I was like, uh, "What did I suck? Is that bad? what's happening?" <laughs> oh no! Um, but uh, no, we but get no. myopic in our guest selection. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Uh, um, but in terms of pluggos, uh, follow me on you know the uh, the hell site at Eric W Barnes or Blue Sky at Eric W Barnes. I'll get an Instagram someday. Uh, Watch some more news, because I've been writing a bunch of episodes for him, and I hope to write more. Hey! Yeah. So that's been, I'd say that's been fun. I mean, it is, but at the same time, it could be pretty sad. But the latest one. I, fun. Yeah, but the latest one I wrote is very fun. So, you know, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Foreshadowing to what's to come. Uh, and yeah. What, what, what was that episode? Why don't you, why don't you let them know? Well, uh, it's coming out, right? Oh. It's uh, not out yet. It's not out yet. It's good. Oh, I'm be. sorry. I thought you were talking what about was the, the one um, before. Yeah, yeah, what was the one before? Oh, the one before was how all of us in the internet creative community uh, 
we'll lose our jobs at any point, any time, at the whims of corporations and or CEOs. And uh, how. Something that uh, everyone involved in this podcast and our friends' podcasts and internet shows and shows outside of the internet and do anything online is all too familiar with. Um, yeah. yeah. Tis. Tis, I say. Yeah, tis. tis. That's when we started our own thing. Yeah, yeah. Pri- prior that's to recording, uh, that's, that's Dave and I... called Gamefully Unemployed. Go yeah. ahead, Eric. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. Prior to the recording, Dave and I were talking about a uh, um, a mutual friend that just recently uh, got um, shit-canned due to yes. the fragile internet economy. Yeah. Uh, so... Burn it all down. Yeah, yeah. So... Uh, subscribe to the Patreon, everybody, while you can. Uh, <laughs> right, I'm I'm sure Patreon's going to become insolvable, or yeah, we'll uh, have a mailing system or something. We'll do. shit or something. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Yeah. But for the time Jeff being, Jeff Bezos will buy it out, and no one will ever make anything ever for fun or profit ever again. Listen, that's uh, the plan for the time being. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Oh. Oh, uh, Venmo me uh, at Eric E R I K dash Barnes B A R N E S. It'll, if you want or don't, I feel bad for <laughs> saying it, but at the same time, you know, I got shit canned too earlier in the like a month ago. So from <laughs> one of my several creative jobs. So no, it's hard. Know. It's rough out there. It's it's real difficult. Yeah. Um, Speaking of, we should thank some producers. We right? should. Yes, we absolutely should. That's a perfect segue. Big old greasy thank you to the following. At Nerd Numbers, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you to Zero Charisma. Thank you. Thank you to A Bag Full of Bags. Oh, man. Bags within bags. The Russian you, nesting doll of bags, Dave. Thank you to Aaron Burser. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you to AJ. Adge. Thank you to Andrew. Thanks for the others, but still fuck that last guy, How? All right. Sure. All right. Yeah, I'm glad you Thanks liked to the Andrew. others. Yeah, me too. <laughs> And thanks to Andrew McGuire. Thanks, Andrew Howell is a swell guy. Oh, uh, Olive Branch. Thank you to Asking Seven. Thank you. Let me swoop in here like a California condor. Thank you to Bob Grenville. Thank you. Thank you to Bootler Bootlison. Thank you. Thank you to Brian, whom Tom knows. Thank you. Thank you to Brockway Loves the Meat Millie. Thank you. Thank you to Burrito wants you to drink water, hit the gym, and do the ska, because they loves y'all. Thank you. Thank you to buy TikTok superstars Jason Pargin's new book, Zoe is Too Drunk for This Dystopia, out now wherever books are sold. Thank you. Thank you to Chester's Prophet. Thank you. And thank you to Christopher Robert Sparks, Esquire. Thank you. Thank you. Man, goodness. Oh, yeah. Yeah. By the way, uh, uh, I feel bad sending that Venmo. Uh, donate to a vetted charity uh, instead. <laughs> I mean, do whatever I could, you want with your damn money. Do you what know? you want with your da- listen. Do what you want with your damn money. If it happens to come to me, great. But throw it don't. in the sewer too. Dude, you could do anything. You could do any. Uh, uh, sewers don't need your money. Turtles do. Mutant turtles do. Mutant turtles can, but they've they they're doing fine. Uh, look at the box office. Ninja work uh, doesn't doesn't pay the bills, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But let's uh, let's talk about. I was gonna say speaking of Ninja Turtles, but that actually isn't a segue. Mm. That speaking of Ninja Turtles, uh, <laughs> speaking trailer, of licensed properties, speaking of licensed yeah, properties that popularized in the 1980s. 
There Beverly you go. Hills Cop, Axel F, mm. coming to Netflix. I knew about this for a while. I didn't know it was it was this ready to go. Like I thought it I was. I didn't like, know it existed oh, yet. Yeah, no, I thought it was still like they had been talking about a Beverly yeah. Hills Cop four for decades now. It seems. Let me tell you, as a kid who had a lot of daytime comedy central in my life, I am. I've seen this movie a lot, the original, uh, from various starting and ending points. Um, And yes, I've seen the sequels, part three, starring George Lucas. Uh, Very excited for this. Yeah. What do you guys think? No, yeah, no, I'm into this. Like, it's... I I didn't love Beverly Hills Cop 3, uh, but I didn't hate it. Um, (laughs) Not many people loved Beverly Hills Cop 3. No, but I didn't hate it, though. Like, it still has some fun stuff in it, and this one looks fun. It's got... They got Taggart back. Like he's back. They do. He's yeah, old as important. shit, but he's back, man, and that that counts. And they got yeah. Rosewood back. They got um. There was somebody else. Oh, they got. I think they have Bronson Pinchot back. They have um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt as well. They Joseph, do. Just and he looks like he looks like he's really existing in the universe. He is. I'm, yeah, he's taking a bite yeah. out of crime in oh, this universe. Not, I'm into this. I'm into this. I love it. The the only thing this could have done wrong is not be a comedy. And it looks like a comedy. Yeah. So, it was it, only, I mean, they did a lot of action, but it was a lot of silliness oh, yeah. too. Like it looks like a, it, look, it looks like an action comedy. At it one does. point I knew the, uh, the bad boys for life guys were going to do this movie, but uh, they, I, I, they did not end up doing it. Um, so I know this was in a lot of different hands that were real action uh, connoisseurs. So it looks like, from this trailer, the action looks cool. Like it's yeah. not it's not CGI heavy. It's real practical stuff. It looks like the stuff yeah. that was in the original movies um, and the comedy. It looks silly in the way that the original is silly. Eddie Murphy is just fucking funny. Like Dolomite is my name is funny as hell. If That's you haven't the, watched yeah. it, like Eddie Murphy still has it. So like, I'm stoked for this movie. Honestly, I did not could not believe based on the trailer that I would be excited for this because it's a franchise that's been dormant for over what 30 years now almost 30 like almost 30 years 1994 yeah. I think was Beverly Hills Cop 3 yeah almost so 30 it will be 30 it, years when this one comes out because it, it comes out next year you're right yeah yeah and the and it just it the tone looks right without it looking dated and it's not and so far like none of the the jokes seem to be uh like timeless in a way like in the sense of I didn't see like, oh, I'm going to shove avocado toast into a tailpipe instead of a banana this time or, you know. uh, Yeah, we don't we don't get enough to really know. But all I say is the writers, they don't exactly have a comedy background, um, which is um, like one of the writers did the Justice League movie and Aquaman, which is kind of funny, actually. I mean, like, honestly, when you make Um, a movie like this, if you just have somebody like map out the the action beats and then you just have eddie murphy walk that's in. what yes. i was about to say yes. is that the original beverly hills cop that's more or less how that worked out yeah. i believe right so yeah. it's i this is all to say that i'm like optimistic and i'm also like ultimately i'm like i also have nothing to lose here um, like what if it if it sucks like what does it matter it's on netflix <laughs> It'll, like yeah and- beverly hills cop isn't like some it's, it's not, not like a storied link. franchise. It's a it's an awesome movie, but it's not like a storied franchise. So like, right? We already and had one like... that's cut. We already had a sequel that's kind of contentious. So it's yeah. like it's not like it it it, it can't it, it can't do anything but succeed, right? There's no, it, 
fandom there's no fandom preciousness around it like a ghost like a ghostbusters you know it's not being held with that reverence that the new ghostbusters seems to be carrying itself with it it, yeah it i i think um it's just yeah i have nothing to lose here like it's all it's all gain so I i mean one of the things that is not it's a missed opportunity for me just personally not uh, but obviously not for netflix is man i wonder how this would do in in a theater run i wonder how this would do probably I, not probably, amazing but who's yeah the, who, I, I don't who know knows? who knows who knows? and we'll yeah, never I, know because it's on netflix and then the very next week on netflix uh they'll advertise something different i wish there was a limited run or something but i get it i do get why because well comedies but, don't do exactly well. and also like i don't think beverly's hills cop is really like it's only speaking to people our age so one would I, think I, I but can who see, knows? i can see there could i be feel like audience. this was one of the few times they correctly looked at this and said like this probably is a gamble in theaters don't get me wrong i want to see it in theaters too but i'm not um i i get it i completely get it. also yeah. for me beverly hills cop was meant to be experienced on television in 30 minute chunks uh <laughs> interrupted with commercials right, but you're like a weird freak right so i'm just saying i never saw it in theaters so i'm like yeah i'll watch this on tv dave are that's, you gonna watch that's how it? i grew up with it are you gonna watch a censored version that has all of the swears bleep <laughs> they should, and or uh they should ADR'd? do a tn they should do like a tnt version yes a, i a want t- that t- so bad i want Netflix. a tbs cut of every r-rated movie yeah <laughs> fuck it uh. um Sweet. Uh, should we keep going? Yeah. We got uh, Dune Part 2. Uh, you know how there was Dune? Yeah, I remember yeah. Dune. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is Part 2. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Dune Part 2. Tra- I- yeah, a trailer yeah, cool. just... Yeah, it, yeah. It, the trailer looked like the last one, which looked like the last one, which looked like the last one. I'm, I liked it. I love Denis Villeneuve. I Me think he's too. an awesome director. Like, I liked Dune a lot. Um yeah, I think I mean Dune... I like the original Dune. Like I'm into Dune as a story. So right. I, I liked David Lynch's Dune. I fucking love that movie. I it's, remember one it's time weird and strange. Yeah. I, I do remember the one Halloween party where you dressed up like Sting from from the original Dune. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really I wanted to show that. it off. I had you kept, listen, I did kept the work. shouting at me like you were high. <laughs> I will pain. kill him. Oh God, yeah. no i really i worked hard for it so i really want to show up no no i i I like dune like i think it's a good story i i I think it's cool um yeah i like the Lynch version uh i think denis villeneuve is a fucking awesome director and i'm into it i'm into him making blockbuster movies like i loved his blade runner sequel it fucking rocked it was so good it's Um, wild to me because dune part one is very good it's also i think Villeneuve's like my least favorite film of his which right, doesn't much mean happens. it's bad yeah it doesn't mean it's bad it just means he's made so much good stuff um that said I feel like part one was a lot of setup like was, you ever go yeah, back and was. watch yeah and like a lot like if you go back and watch um fellowship of the ring that film is weirdly small when you watch it again you're like yeah this is also set up like there's nothing wrong with being set up good movies no, can be set up yeah. um but this feels like it's going to be huge in comparison. Uh, and so I think the first one felt a little slow for me. I feel like I'm not going to have this problem with part two. Yeah. Uh, so I'm into it. 
Well, I hope the two of you Dune dudes enjoy what happens. Yeah, I will. Yeah. I'm gonna. It'll be fine. I think it'll. it'll I think it'll be fine. I'll have to revisit the first one, but I'll have to be awake. It's hard. It's 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 so much vibes. Yeah, it's a real it like I, I, I put get, on while you're going to bed movie. I, I understand why people aren't into it. I really do. I, like, I, I I don't fault anyone for it. Like it was a VHS that we had had recorded off of HBO. It's, um, it's we were the, like the one fine. weirdo fucking family that like David Lynch's dude. <laughs> like I I get that it's like it's wordy and world building, but there's also a lot of Game of Thrones in it, which I, I brought up in our podcast oh. when we when we covered it for we just watched. So like there's I see like I see what people see in Dune when they're like, we need to adapt this. Like this could hook people. Yeah. Um, oh, I have no complaints about part one. Uh, the the reason I'd say I'll have to be awake is more of what Dave was talking about. The vibes and it's so kind of methodical and calming that it can lull you to sleep, not because you're bored, but because it's just quiet and with bursts of with bursts of action that, you know, like get you up. But yeah, Mm -hmm. it's I I like that it's a realized uh, sci fi universe. It's 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 a thing that's hard to uh, describe or articulate, um, but it's. I don't want to say like the phrase that's in my mind is oh it's a world I want to want to live in and that's not quite right because the, I don't want to live no, in the you Dune don't. world no you um, don't but like the Dune world it feels uh um it feels lived in in a way that Star Wars did like sure. it has that it has that Star Wars element where it feels like okay I understand this universe and it's cool and it's interesting to me like I don't know I'm into Dune so I'm so yeah. fucking excited for Dune Part Two. <laughs> Yeah, I love. No, they, I, mean, I love they have Elvis playing the the sting role. Fade Fade Rathua, uh, Rathud, I forget what his name is. Fade is his name. Um, who's playing him? Austin Butler, the guy that played Austin Elvis Butler. in the. In now the will he do oh, the? Like... Now will he still have the accent? I hope he fucking please, better. Please sound like Elvis. He better sing. Yeah. I'm all shook up in their <laughs> knife fight. <laughs> You ain't nothing but a spice worm. I will kill him. <laughs> I will kill him. I want, I want this for you. For the, I can't help for Baron Harkonnen with you. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so our a, next one is cool oh sorry yep next sorry, time moving on moving sorry. on moving sorry. on I, the I love this i love this for you tom so much i'm excited oh, I'm for excited. dune guys i like it dune has been a presence in my life since as long as i can remember oh like Lord. no shit because we moved to germany when i was a very young child so all we had were the vhs tapes that we had and one of the things we had was Dune recorded off of HBO. So I watched Dune a lot when I was a tiny child. Oh, <laughs> Dune. Dune is important to me in a weird way. You're, I'm you glad are, it's important to somebody. You're a dynamic Dune dude. And I, I love know. It. It's love weird. It. Uh, let's talk about Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Let's do it. Yes. I um, There's some things I want to bring up about this that makes me optimistic about it well one it it doesn't just star donald glover um and um what's her name Mar- maya, maya erskine. erskine from, from uh, fucking pen 15. 15 yep um she's great in that but all and so it's co-created by donald G- glover and francesca sloan who is also a writer for atlanta um 
so that's all to say there's some very good people behind this yeah yeah uh, uh it's seemingly based off of the fucking brad pitt i mean was that based off something the original again was was that even the original I mr and mrs smith i don't recall yeah. it, i don't it, recall i'm not sure it, it it seemed i mean like true lies is based off of a, a french film um right. it, it seems like a movie that's based on another movie <laughs> Doesn't it? But sense. I'm looking it up, and it, I think yeah. it's not. It, it doesn't have any be, other credit but, but and, a writer. It might not be, and, it, and it's irrelevant. Uh, yeah, my, but that does that my, actually blows me away. I just kind of assumed my it thing was. with this trailer is like so like Maya Erskine's comedy in Pen Fifteen is awkwardness, right? And they lean into that in this trailer where she's very awkward with Donald Glover, who's just like a, a slithering sex serpent, like right. uh, like mm-hmm. Lando. <laughs> the uh, solo it, yeah. movie. So it's like, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, what's the thing that people remember about Mr. and Mrs. Smith? It's like the horniest movie ever made. Yeah. Right. Or it's... if you're me, you remember nothing and don't care. <laughs> go, for go sure. Ahead. For sure. But like, it's it's the horniest movie ever made. It's the movie that like imploded Brad Pitt's marriage. It It's the sex appeal explodes off the screen. It It, it sizzles, you know. And for them to do a Mr. and Mrs. Smith series that this trailer leans so heavily on Maya Erskine's awkward comedy, it's like their it's chemistry completely... is not, it's not awkward, like, a tr- it, it's not sex. It's like a weird decision to make for Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Well, it's also but changing Tom, the plot. Tom. It should be noted that the plot is completely different. Oh, the okay. plot of the original mm-hmm. is it's a married husband wife that don't know the other ones right spy. i don't know either right. that either this is, a spy, is the right? opposite it's yeah. two spies who are posing as a husband and wife so it, it the vibe i so get so it's the americans only they're american yeah the vibe i get is almost like is almost was called this as an afterthought or something where they were like they're like we're not real like it doesn't feel like they're making that movie again um to like I, I don't know exactly what right. happened. It has I, nothing but, to do with the property. Yeah, I, it might have been that's the point where they're like, we're doing a reimagining, or they like wrote it and they're like, you know what? This is really close. We could just call it Mr. and Mrs. Smith. In order to sure fucking which. sell it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's the thing that's frustrating is that it's clearly trying to be its own thing and tell its own story, but is lobbing on to a familiar IP in terms of right. in name only. Uh, I understand why they did it. I hate that if that's the case, that's the reasoning why yeah. <laughs> that we live but in also, a world in which that has to happen. Much but, like Beverly Hills Cop, I'm like, there's nothing to lose here, right? Like Mr. and Mrs. Smith isn't like that. I've watched that movie at three times. I never got to the end. But ending. it's equally but, nothing but like, it's equally nothing to lose to not call it Mr. and Mrs. Smith as well. Right. Right. Um, it's yeah. Especially it's since this those... is a series and not a movie. Right. right it's it's one of those things that it's just like baffling why would you look at this property like it's it's the complete it, it's a great example of the cr- complete creative disconnect between the decision makers and the people who actually create things because it's like why would you take mr and mrs smith which is like about it has the true lies angle where it's like people leading double lives where it's both the husband and the wife are leaving are leading a double life as a spy and there's the additional element where it's like it's it's fucking hot it's a sexy ass movie like that's the point of it 
Like, right. And to eliminate both of those things, it's like, why? It's like making a James Bond series and making him an electrician. It's like, what are, what is the. Or a it's beekeeper. The only, right. It's like you only recognize that Mr. and Mrs. Smith is an IP that has like pop culture clout, but you mm-hmm. don't understand anything about it. And like, this is like the best example that I can think of of it because it, it doesn't have anything. It has no element of the uh, original film. Yeah. So why even make this have anything to do with it? It's That's, so yes. weird. You're preaching the not, choir. I guess I'm. I'm just not ups- that upset about it. Because no, I'm not upset about it. It's just give weird. a shit about. <laughs> like I yeah. don't care, but it's strange. Yeah, it's fine. It's like, It'll pop up on Amazon. We'll all forget it the week it comes out. And then, then you're like, oh yeah, that's right. We'll watch a couple episodes, fall out of favor until the next thing comes along. I think that's just like even generous. all of the, all of those series. Um, the, the, the thing that immediately came came to mind is the uh, new Quantum Leap, Dave, because we covered it on Hypecast, and we just kind of like we're like, well, the original Quantum Leap is not an action show. It's about right. like it, it was like a civil rights show. Um, and then this reboot is just a full-on fucking action show with like the trailers, like car chases and gunfights and stuff. And we're like, this is not the show, so we don't understand what this is. So this is, is just it, like another did, one of those, I guess. It's yeah. It's, yeah. Did did that know. come out yet? Oh, it's out. I, I think it's in oh. season two or three oh, at this I think, point. Oh, oh I, I think it. it came and went. I'm it not might even be sure. canceled at this point. I'm not sure, but. I don't know. It's like me finding out, oh, Octavia Spencer's been on an Apple Plus show, and that show was in, like, season three or four. And I'm like, the, the what? How'd that happen? Hmm. These things happen. There's there's just so much TV. There's too much. There's entirely Yeah, that's too the other thing. Is I'm not even sure if I'll be able, like, I, 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 I want to check this out. I like Ron Perlman's in it. Yeah. Ron Perlman, they got Parker a, Posey's they, in they it. They got a lot there's, in the cast. The, yeah, yeah, John Totoro. There's a lot. Paul Dano. Um but like, I don't know. Who knows if I'll ever actually watch it too. But I just, I don't know. It looks chill. It's got, it's got the right people behind it. So I, I'm willing to bet this is a good show. Um, more likely than it'll be a bad show. It's probably just fine. Of the history like of the people making it. Yeah, like I know Donald Glover is writing it. I think. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm pretty sure he is, and and I know he's producing it. Um, I'm sure it's gonna be good. It's just so fucking weird that they slap the Mr. and Mrs. Smith label on it because it's not what the show is. Yeah. Yeah. I honestly don't yeah, who who I was looking into it just now and I can't find anything. So Can we call it Alf who the fuck instead? We might as well. Might Let's as call fucking it well, man. Like it's you could figure out a way to call it the fugitive. Just make one of them a criminal that has mm-hmm. to do this. Like it's so I like prefer it's, Alf. it's it's Alf now. <laughs> it's Alf now. Yeah. Uh, it's just the point I'm trying to make is it's it's so divorced from creativity. It's just that's a thing that people recognize. So just call it that. Yeah. Um I really want to talk about this next one. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh I I, I so let me amend that. I don't really want to talk about this that much. Um if if the uh from the imagination of John Krasinski, inventor of good news. He um, sold it for several million dollars, and it's been four years. Good. It's we haven't just so seen much anything. funnier. It sh- that we now shouldn't this see it. Is, no. This is just Drop Dead Fred. Like, no. It's just no. very well, funny. No, 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 no. no. It's is... an anime that, yeah, right, that Eric pointed out. 
It's oh, is it, it is it's an animated show that I grew up with called Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. Oh yeah, I know that show. Yeah, only John Krasinski just put in celebrity pals and made it a film. It's, it's just so I I want to point this out about John Krasinski because it, here's the thing. Oh, uh, let me pause real quick. That is is it an anime? I'm sorry. Did I I think uh, it's just an animated it's a, film. It's a cart uh Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends was a Cartoon Network show. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought it yeah. was an anime. My mistake. It's I knew all good. It was I knew it was a pre-existing cartoon show. My mistake. Right. Continue, Dave. So, John Krasinski has three big things of recent. And I uh, the, I want to as a creator especially. They're all um, fucking and that ripoffs. Is, <laughs> yep, that is some yeah. good news, which is not I wouldn't say a ripoff of I mean it could you could argue it's a ripoff of some more news is some good news section, but it's also just a a terribly uncreative idea that that he just it's true other talk shows did this yes um then there's a quiet place which if people don't know is um there's a book called the silence which came out years before a quiet place that is the exact same goddamn premise and a quiet place was accused of ripping them off then they made a movie based on the silence and everybody was like this is ripping off a quiet place right it's It's like no the netflix film with stanley tucci which I'm sure that's not a good movie, but it is the opposite. The Silence was a book that A Quiet Place very much ripped off the premise for. And, and then this. Uh, and this one he's actually writing. Uh, and it just looks like, again, it's just based off other shit. So this is all to say that he's like very, very good at completely fucking repackaging other people's ideas. Uh, and then, oh, no, he did write A Quiet Place. Never mind. He did. He absolutely wrote A Quiet Place. So that's his thing. No, he did not. He's credited for screenplay by on his IMDb. I th- I was pretty sure it was a pre-existing screenplay, wasn't it? I think there was other writers on it, but he has a screenplay by credit. Right. <laughs> I'm going to look this up real quick. It's Brian. It's no. three people, and one of them is John Krasinski. In fairness, I didn't really see much of what the story is about for this one in the trailer. Uh, so maybe... Maybe he does have a unique twist on this retreaded idea, but history tells me probably not. I think what it is is when it says from the imagination of John Krasinski, it's the funniest fucking thing in the world because he has shown time and time again that he doesn't really have much of an imagination. And that's what it comes down to for me is like, okay, so the two guys rewrote the two guys wrote a quiet place um paramount bought it and then they hired krasinski to rewrite it and direct yeah that sounds about right there it is Um, yeah (laughs) so yeah it's just like jesus fucking christ like it 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 just feels like he's just pulling a grift at this point (laughs) like every everything he gets green lit i feel like is through the goodwill of who he is as opposed to what he has to offer creatively um and that's frustrating. That's all. Yeah, we'll see. There's a lot of good people in this movie. Like that's the thing yeah. is, it isn't to say that there isn't like talent and effort behind it. No, of it's course just not. very funny that they play him up like he's like fucking Tim Burton or something. Like, ah, uh, look at the the wild imagination oh, of this guy. God, and it's like he has yet to prove himself to have, have an imagination. Even There's... said what this movie is about. It's just uh, imaginary, imaginary friends. friends. The if get it. Because I have imaginary IF, friends. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a home it? for imaginary friends, and Ryan Reynolds runs it, and goof em ups happen, 
Mm-hmm. Waka Waka. Right. That's yep. the trailer. Yeah. It looks like shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, if, if you watch this movie, uh, just Venmo. I don't know his Venmo, uh, unlike knowing my own, but Venmo Craig McCracken, the creator yeah. of Foster's Home for Imaginary yeah. Friends. and at the, at the very least, wa- at the just very watch least. Drop Dead Fred. I'm not Drop Dead yeah. Fred. Or at that. the very, no, at the very least, watch Little Monsters instead. Yes. Oh, yeah, Little yeah, Monsters. Little Monsters. Little Monsters. Watch them both. Yeah. Watch them both. Little sure. Monsters, yeah, Drop I Dead mean, Fred. Yeah. Listen, someday maybe John Krasinski will impress me. He's yet to do that. Uh, God, I, it's I, been I nothing hope, but mid I, I hope he transforms into the new Tim Burton, Dave, just to, yeah. sm- just to spite you. Uh, yeah, bring it on. The new Tim Burton, John Krasinski. He was good as Jack Ryan. I'll give him that. I really sure. like his Jack Ryan. I'll uh, take I your wish word season for two it. was better. I really wish on. season two was better. Yeah, let's move on. Speaking of detectives, nope, Jack Ryan, he's an analyst. Do- True Detective Night Country uh, with Jodie Foster. Um, it's, uh, there, you know... They- they love doing this true detective it's a good it's a good fit yeah it's alaska it looks good um yeah it is the do you i'm gonna look up her name because i can't recall but it's the director of tigers are not afraid oh yeah okay so i am fully on board yes uh isa Um, lopez yeah. yeah i love every single true detective season and part of what i love about it is is it it's a different director each season right Yes. I believe uh, so, Well, yeah. no, I think the first two seasons were... First um, two? Oh, no, wait. No, uh, no, you're right. Uh, the first two seasons were... Or the first three seasons were written by Nick Pizzolatto, but I think you're right that they all had different directors. His name is Pizzolatto? Um, hold on. I've got to look it up now. I, yeah, awesome Pizza, yeah Pizzolatto. Name. Yeah, Nick Pizzolatto. Oh, oh what a wonderful name. Um, um, yeah, he wrote the first three out. seasons, and... Um, yeah, this this third season, I mean, this fourth season, he is not involved with. Okay. So the original um, creator is not involved, but um, it that's... is written and directed by Issa Lopez, who did Tigers Are Not Afraid, which we've covered and we just watched, which is fucking excellent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, really good. Perfect choice really, really to do good. a true detective. It's a yeah. supernatural crime movie. I, I fell perfect off. Perfect choice. Perfect choice. I, I fell off during season two, and it just didn't really get me like season one did but this this looks very refreshing yeah you should Uh, give season three a season three is more like season one and i uh, i liked it a lot um season two they i i liked all of them but season two is i definitely feel is the least of the three it's this more chinatown and i put this in the i put this in the notes but the the vibes of this trailer is like gives me fargo with a mix of hannibal set in the universe of the thing just because of how stark black and wintry and snowy everything is yeah i mean like fargo uh, they really it. love switching it up they mm-hmm. love this anthology and we're gonna like bring it to drastically different locations um i love detective anthology where it's a season a case i wish the killing kept going i thought the killing was very underrated um, the first season oh, of The yeah. Killing is, is terrific. Oh, yeah. And then it sort of lost its way a little bit. Um, but True Detective, again, for me, it's just like, I felt like, I honestly felt like people got way too intense about the second season. What I mean by that is like, it was always going to be different every season and people aren't always going to like the seasons as much, you know? And I think the problem was it started so strong 
and then like the moment it was well I, too different mm. people kind of turned on it i thought too fast because like you're saying tom season three is then its own style that's completely different and i expect this is going to be completely different too yeah um and i'm very excited for it you know maybe i'll love it maybe i won't but i hope they make 20 seasons of this because it's one of the most repeatable fucking shows well the thing i'll the thing i'll throw out there to challenge what you said is that there's a definite connection between season one and three and season two doesn't have that yeah so i think there's a there there is an elemental factor to what makes a true detective season i'm guessing this season definitely won't connect uh, as much though i'm not sure i think it's the cosmic element right there's there's a cosmic horror element uh to the show that's really only present in seasons one and three in season two like season season two has nothing in common with season one uh, right which which i think think is why people i I think that's the biggest reason why people were so turned off by it because it was just like how does this how is this true detective season two if it doesn't have anything in common with the first season in any way i guess i'm scared the producers are gonna do extremely opposite which is why i'm really glad that Issa lopez is taking it over essentially as writer as well because to me that says that she might disconnect it a bit you know yeah Um, because I think a series like this needs to be vastly different between seasons. It, it does, but it needs to have some some cohesive elements. And I think the yeah, cohesive vibe, elements sure. of True Detective is the cosmic horror element. There is a vague supernatural hint in seasons one and three. It's not really present right. in season. It's a little bit present in season two, but it's I'll more just, in, the, uh, in the foreground in one and three. I'll, I'll just argue back to Dave's comment by just saying... I just didn't like season two. I didn't care whether or not it was connected. I just didn't care for it. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. So there but, are those well, people too that are like, oh, oh, for sure, for sure. Vince Vaughn, no, thank you, please. For sure. I thought yeah. that was some of his best work, honestly. I, Is, I uh, yeah. I'm not saying I, I he was. Too. I'm not saying that he uh, it wasn't his best work, but maybe mm-hmm. uh, I just didn't care for it. Yeah, yeah, no, no for he's, sure. He's just an element of various things. I, I, I don't mean to draw this out further, but it's more of a we can't make a blanketed statement on why something didn't work for people. I think, yeah, with for True sure. Detective, there's there's a few things that concerns me. Is you're right about the cosmic element, Tom, but I think other people would argue it's about telling two timelines because that's what one and three also did that I believe two didn't. Um, and so no, it did. Then it, did it? It flashed forward. Um, it didn't. Uh, okay. It didn't do concurrent timelines, but like season one did three concurrent timelines. Right. I would argue and that season three did two concurrent timelines. I would argue that none of that is the thread. I think the actual thread is right there in the name True Detective. It's a character piece about the detectives being destroyed by their work. Like I think that's what the the common thread that they that they well, really I agree with you but I think yeah. I think the the um the oppositional element that has to be an insurmountable force so it's like this that's where the cosmic thing comes in it has to right. be this over like the first season of true detective ends with them looking up at the stars and having that moment of like uh they're would, all lights you know I know what you're talking about I would be yeah, more I'm sorry, I would I believe that yeah. more if 
season one and two were like that and then season three weren't wasn't you know what i mean because they clearly are by making season one season two what they were i think well i they, to I, them they mm. interpreted it as this is character pieces on detectives as opposed to being specifically cosmic horror or cosmic vibes being a um part of the dna i, I think I, it, I think they course corrected because i think you're right in that that's what people wanted um ultimately but i don't think it's what like if you know what i mean like because you're saying the season one and two is the same writer right so it was yeah yeah so i, I think that's more of a course correct i just don't know that he realized what what drew people to it is i guess what i'm saying yeah that makes sense to me i just sure. hope that it is good enough that we can do a callback to when social media did all those True Detective season five and insert picture of two random actors here. Mm. Oh, I definitely Just bring did. that back. I, I did it when I when I uh, took over the Cracked account. Oh, uh, yeah. We we did a week where we where a bunch of us took over the Cracked if, Twitter account, and I did one where I did that with uh, the T Rex. I did Whoopi Goldberg and T Rex. Of course, yeah. Oh, that would just, be so good. Yeah, just bring just bring that joke back. That's all I want yeah. to be yeah, good enough. It to bring that back let's talk My about old this. nostalgia mm. oh yeah uh let's talk about the brother's son this is um it's a it's the mafia mama but it's uh it's mafia son did i get that right, right? it's like mafia mom is michelle yo and her two mafia sons yeah. are karateing yeah. their way through the mafia and it looks oh, fucking well, awesome well, one, yeah this looks great one is karateing and killing their way the other is a dipshit as right. they clearly said so haha yuck em up's funny and it looks it looks good. Uh, it also looks like it'll be oh, forgotten sorry, the very next week, but it'll be good. It's hard because it's the oversaturation of Netflix. Mm. I love that Michelle Yeoh. I love that they're like get her in fucking everything. She's in a Transformers now, and I I also like that. It feels like I might be wrong about this, but it feels like before everything everywhere, it was the fact that she could fight yep. was the thing that they brought her on for, and now they're like we like that she's finally being treated like a goddamn actress um which isn't to say like i think she might be fighting in this because if you got it you're gonna flaunt it right Right. why not it's it's the the reverse now it's she is an actress who can fight exactly so that's like she's an actress but you consider her for yeah the the additional consideration for roles that require her to fight but yeah she she showed her acting chops in like you know crazy rich asians and other things but yeah it wasn't until she won an Oscar. She all she had to do was win an Oscar to yeah, prove she, to Hollywood. Right. Yeah, oh, she can exactly. act. It's garbage. Oh, yeah. It's trash. It's, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. ridiculous. It's but dumb I'm glad. as fuck. Yeah. No, I'm glad. Yeah. Uh, give her all the roles. Let her make all the money from everything. You know, every. Yeah. Uh, let her make her all the money, everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah, exactly. And she's a delight. Yeah, yeah. She, she looks real sinister in this movie too. Well. Yeah. yeah, she does. She looks like a, she looks like a, a a good bad guy in this movie. Mm-hmm. She has villain face. Like right. she's, it, it she seems like the villain. one son is like the good guy, and like his brother has been conditioned to be this villainous murderer. Yeah, under yeah. the tutelage of their mom, Michelle. Ma- Mama's favorite, obviously. Yeah, yeah. It looks yeah. like a cool movie. Like yeah. it's going to be on Netflix. I'll, I'll oh, watch it's not the, a movie though, Tom. It's a series. It's a, it's a series. What? Fucking series. That's what? what I'm talking about. Okay, That's I what also I'm saying. Want to know. <laughs> All I right, don't think they're right. gonna uh, they're gonna load eight episodes all at the same time, and if you don't make it through that weekend, 
I'm I'm sorry, but you know, Netflix will move on to the new thing the following week, as right. we all will. Here um, is one thing that concerns me is I she's doing like ten things, and what I can't help but notice is that it's all side characters or voices. Um and maybe that's what she wants, because it seems like she's not committing like this seems like she's probably a side character in this, right? Like I, I know she's front and center in the trailer, but I wonder how true that will be. Uh, especially since she's so busy. Ten minutes so, for every one hour of that show, you know, right. maximum. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm wondering, like, they're sticking her in so much. She's in the new avatars. She's gonna. She's apparently in those, um, uh, which will be coming out in fucking Lord next year. Fucking knows 2031 <laughs> is Avatar Five's date. Oh my god. Oof. But yeah. Uh, I I just like I want to you know I want to see her front and center too. I want that for her, but uh, I don't know if she wants that for her. So I'm not gonna. I'm not her she's agent. She's not a spring. She's not a spring chicken, and they're mm. going to offer a shit ton of money for little work now. Yeah, that she's won an Oscar, so she's just taking advantage of that and yeah, go she's, her. She's cruising around. If you want more Michelle Yeoh, there are a shit ton of Hong Kong films you could check out. That's true. She's been around for a minute. Yeah. Um, let's talk about this next one. This is um Baghead, right? That's what we're up to. Yeah. Um I I just I this isn't a judgment of this the the film itself. I just need to point out that there's so many horror movies now that say from the producers of It and Barbarian specifically. And I think it's because those films must have had like twenty producers. Um and like it's just one of those things that is so meaningless in trailers right now. Like especially I've seen from the producer of Barbarian specifically so many fucking times um and i just i just think that's funny because like this th this is a first time director that's why they're putting that in there yeah but that's such a meaningless phrase no i mean we used to see it a lot like we would see like from a producer of you know yeah it's one of the most meaningless goddamn phrases mm -hmm. this is produced by two three four five, someone six, threw seven, money eight, at this nine, 10, yeah. 11 12 13 people it's produced by 13 that's people too so, many yeah. people <laughs> I mean that's that's also par for the course for indies because I assume there's like distribution. I bet it's like really split up. Um, I I'm guessing like it's it it's I'm guessing it's an indie film uh, that got more and more funding as it went, and then it got a fuck ton of producers. Uh, this is about a fucking baghead. It's a it's a, like a creature <laughs> with a bag on its head, and that it it takes the form of your dead loved ones, uh, uh, but at a price. Um, you know, for people who are like mourning and want to see them. Um, of course, it's not really them. It's a fucking baghead creep. Um, but well, I when get they it. remove the I bag from their head, they turn into the person. Right. I think it'd be really funny if it's like so clearly not them because it doesn't like it just looks like them, but it just says generic yeah, shit. It's this weird like, shit. Their name. Or like yeah. it has a strange accent. They're like, yeah. They're like, what is this? They're like, what do you want from me? I'm a baghead. It's fine. <laughs> Why are you Australian? Yeah. All right. I'm your mom, mate. I'm your mem. <laughs> I'm your mem. Baghead's new Babadook. That's what I'm thinking. Like, I, I hope this is good. And then I hope it's we can make fun of Baghead. As oh, hell yeah. No, no, is... I was into this trailer. I, I, I really like yeah. this trailer. Yeah, yeah. So, so, Dave, you want Baghead to be the new LGBTQ icon? Yeah, uh, I'm getting ahead Babadook. of myself. Because Babadook's legitimately good and scary. And then yeah, we got movie. to make fun know, of it. I don't know we why you're to... shitting on it. It's not that I'm shitting on it. It's just afterwards, <laughs> then Babadook was funny because we're like, 
you know, like well, in what we do in the shadows, there's like a Baba Duke. Um, and it's a funny idea to have a Baba Duke. And it's just a funny out. name to say. Exactly. Baba Duke. So I'm hoping this goes through full Baba Duke because it's got a fun it's baghead. It's, it's a funny it's a funny thing to talk about. Baba Duke is baby talk for for baby bottle poop, you know? Right. So And I yeah. want some more bagheads. I want like six baghead films. Yeah. Or bags um, head bags heads. Bags heads. It's true. Oh, this true. looks legit though. This does look fun. It does look good. Yeah. Yeah. It it, it at least this trailer. Uh, uh, people should definitely check I'll out the trailer for Baghead. I'll see it. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks nice. I got nothing else to say about Baghead. Sorry. No, I think I'm all I'm think I'm, I think I'm all finished with Baghead. Yeah. All right. Sweet. Handling of the Undead. This is um this is from fucking let the right one in the writer yeah the mm-hmm. writer of the novel i should say sure this is the writer of the re- let the right one in novel that the fucking norwegian very film good was based off of film is based that, on yes yes that there was remake remade in a a, a pretty good film yeah, I don't, it was I haven't fine seen let me in is fine but let the right one in is amazing yeah and let the right one in i would argue is a um it's a take on fucking it's a gr- it's like a grittier more emotional more human take on vampires right would yeah. you guys agree yeah and that is all to say that this is clearly that but for zombies it's a it's a you know an emotional human take on a zombie apocalypse um it's yeah. it's getting it's getting some like growing hype for that reason and i can see why based on this trailer what'd you guys think of this uh i'm tapped out on zombies for a long time uh but this right. is this is pretty refreshing if it you know obviously it's going to have the horror and zombie elements but if it's m- focused on the theme of you gotta accept that people are dead uh i think it's i, th- I think it has legs uh i mean it's it's not an original idea uh i've seen it in very in various ages and stages throughout the Walking Dead series, but obviously that's an entirely different tone. Uh, right. But this is, uh, in terms of family members being being unable to let go of their undead family members, but mm. this will be, uh, yeah, uh, I think this, I don't know, this has, yeah, sad yeah, as shit. It's, this yeah. one, this one will be sad as opposed, this one will be a slow burn to the sadness as opposed to the, but she's my daughter. I can't let her, you know. There's been thing. other there's been other horror or zombie movies that like Train to Busan surprisingly uh leans into the sadness um the mourning that comes with this. Uh Maggie is of course another one. I I think just I uh, I just the reason why people are burnt out of zombie films is the same reason they're burnt out of any genre that gets oversaturated which is at a certain point, the studios just stop trying, right? Yeah. They just say like that. Eh, it's just zombies plus, you know, like uh, like that Zack Snyder zombie movie. It was fine, but you could tell it's like zombies in Vegas. You know, we're gonna superficially mash together these ideas. Uh, it's a zombie heist. Whereas, like, what what refreshes this stuff is having someone actually having something to say. I would argue that's like James Gunn's superpower with superheroes is like. A lot of the time they're like, look at this. It's a new, refreshing take on superheroes. And it's usually like a very superficial change. Whereas James Gunn is just like, I'm going to actually 
tell a story about characters mm-hmm. uh and and i'm going and that's and that's kind of it and i'm going to use this genre I think, to do weird and new things yeah i think peacemaker is probably the most interesting superhero thing that's ever been made right and very so, much like, so yeah it's a shame there's so many zombie movies that are just sort of made cynically but every now and then I think there's still ones that pop out that have something to say. And this very much seems like one of those. Yeah. And the other thing too about zombie films is that it originally, it's like with any other threat movie, right? Jaws. It was one shark. What if there were more sharks? (laughs) More sharks. But then people dominated them. People, uh, we see the movie in which, Oh, you know, uh, people survived. And they fought through the more shark. It's the same with zombies. One zombie was creeped out and a threat. And then we des- we develop a, okay, what is the lore around the zombie? Now it's, can they survive a fleet of zombies, an army of zombies, a swarm of zombies? And now it's gotten to the point at which it's just a boring th- fuck. I mean, in our, in our lifetime, House of the Dead, right? Yeah. We, we just, uh, in, in video games, we have to take out, and we easily can, hordes upon hordes of zombie with a quarter and a light gun. So, pop culturally speaking, it's not really interesting as a threat. They're kind of like the foot soldiers of the of the horror genre, so to speak. Uh, so, I do like this because, uh, at least based on what is being shown at the trailer, uh, the heavy focus is more on the emotional impact of who was turned into a zombie and that is being expanded upon and stretched upon as opposed to a single scene in which one of the characters we care about has been turned. Yeah. I also think that the way I haven't they seen do Maggie, in this, so I can't comment on that. Right. Though I like the way they doing zombies in this cuz it looks they're more passive too. I, I like they're still violent, but they're they're doing a different take that feels less about excitement and more about like creepiness. Like yeah. this is been the first time in a while that zombies look genuinely creepy to me um and so like they right because they're like clinging to babies and yeah it's uh, this hit me a little bit um because i've lost i've lost a lot of important people in my life um in the past two years um and this i thought was a compelling take on zombies um that we haven't seen um you don't see a, a zombie mom clinging to a zombie baby Uh, you just don't see it um so i'm on the same fence as eric where i'm like so burned out on zombies i don't give a shit about zombies but like this trailer kind of spoke to me so i was like all right i'll i I feel like i will give this a shot yeah Yeah. i think it's gonna be good if it's if it's yeah cut through the noise of (laughs) zombiness yeah i i I see it as oh this is um gonna be a tale about loss and the trouble of letting go mm-hmm. and if that's where it's going just with a, a zo- with you know a zombie coat of paint with it i'm for it right yeah. like there would be something so depressing about seeing a zombie like furiously trying to pay its mortgage or <laughs> or something you know less silly than that like something more uh, elemental than that but you, you get you see what i'm getting at like it, yeah this is this like this is i feel like this show is kind of promising a little bit of that idea and that 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 is interesting to me yeah and and it you know you can see some of the parallels of um 
uh, one of the characters is taking care of their zombie elderly mother. And I saw glimpses of my 90 something uh, year old uh, grandfather who had deep dementia just months before he passed on uh, and you know, like, and trying to care for some uh, trying to care for someone that is essentially gone. Uh, so I don't know, maybe I'm getting a little too deep in the, in my feelings with it too, but yeah, no, I, for sure. No, I, I could definitely see, I could definitely see, uh, different parallels and, and interesting potential takes that this could go in. Yeah, so. for sure. Yeah. It's, it seems like a similar thing. Yeah. It's both there for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm into this. Yeah. I'm into this. Hope it's yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Movie. Don't Next suck. <laughs> Next row is for Hamlet. Yeah. Ian McKellen's. This one makes me laugh because uh, I'm just imagining Ian McKellen just like, yeah, I'll shit out another Hamlet. Like, he's, sure. He must have been in so many versions of Hamlet in his lifetime, right? He's a British actor. He's Ian McKellen. I'm just right. without he must have it up, played like, every fucking is... character in Hamlet. Yeah, <laughs> I, it's just very funny. To I'm me. sure he was shocked when they're like, "No, no, no! You get to play Hamlet in this really? one." Really? Right. Really? Yeah, exactly. That's that's the only but, thing that's hooking me is. But you're right. It seems like they're making it work. Like he's like kind of the Here's big what's... man on campus of like a theater troupe. This yeah. is really funny. Um. This is based off a stage play. It might even be just the stage play filmed. Kinda he also like in yeah. 2023 yeah. did another movie called Hamlet Within, which is a modern day version of Hamlet. That's Christ on a cracker. <laughs> so uh, like again, he's just I am so sick of this goddamn story. <laughs> so much. Good for him. I'll, Good for Ian this, McKellen. This movie Get looks my Hamlet I, money. This yeah, this I'll I'll watch this, but I I it I, looks refreshing by comparison to seeing a story that I've read and read and read and read for if I were too if, many times in public school. Yeah. Oh. If I were Ian McKellen and people asked me about Hamlet, I'd be like, it's no cats, but you know. Yeah. Like cats was the, the height of my career. Cats provided but, yeah. me more money. It's so <laughs> he, he did a Hamlet in cats 1970. Hamlet. <laughs> uh, um, I have nothing else to say about this. I just Rum Tum Tucker. You do not think uh, of me as some kitten of cheap tricks. <laughs> no, I, I'm into this. Like, I like the yeah. idea of casting Hamlet as an old guy uh, uh, who is like sort of the elder statesman of a theater troupe. And it seems like it's it's based on the in, intrusion of new talent and him feeling threatened by that, as opposed to the original story of Hamlet, which is, of course, that um, his father, the king, was murdered by his uncle who then married his mother to become king. So it's like you can see, I can see how you could easily transpose that to the acting world, you know, just the fear of, of, of competition being threatened by other yeah. people coming in. Um, it, oh, it's, it's a, a cool... new, it's a new producer of the play. You know, For sure. Or, yeah. Yeah. So it's, a, you know, as like, opposed to King. Yeah. Yeah. So like we've said, there's been a million versions of Hamlet that we've all seen. Um, but this is a cool idea that I haven't seen before. Uh, uh, casting Hamlet as being really old is 
a cool idea that I haven't seen before. Um, so I'm into this. And of course, it's Ian McKellen who rules. So obviously, I want to see him play Hamlet. Yeah. Even yeah. if he is 78 yeah. years old. It's yeah. fucking wild to play Hamlet at in your 70s. But sure, really? let's, let's see it, man. Let's do it. Yeah. And they're um, and they're all delivering the dialogue as if it was it, it's it is Shakespeare's text, but they're delivering it as natural. They're not, and that's equally as refreshing because you never see that anymore either. Oh yeah, yeah right. Like he doesn't he doesn't read it. it with like the rhythm of like a poem. He just yeah. says it. None of the yeah. characters do, and it's no. great. Yeah, yeah, looks interesting. Um, one more trailer, folks. Uh, this one dropped, I think, today. This is Civil War. Um, Alex Garland. Directed and written by Alex Garland. Mm. I, when I, I didn't know Alex Garland was a part of this, so I started watching the trailer and my eyes were all ready to roll. I was just like, uh, I don't need this. And I, I'm still not sure we need it. Um, but then once I found out it was him, I'm like, fuck, he's kind of done no wrong for me. Eh. Um, and then, and then like, Jesse he, Clemens explodes and into shows that. Shows up as a militia man. And I was yeah. just like, fuck. He looks like he's doing so good with his fucking bright red glasses. No. So, like, this is all to say Alex Garland, you know, he for people who don't know, he's made Annihilation. He made um, Devs. He made Ex Machina. He made Dread. Men. He made Dread. Dread. So he's, yeah. he's never really, you know, like, a lot of people didn't like Men, but I thought Men was... Um, I like, did like personally, Men. Personally... Yeah, personally, I did pretty much like men. I mostly so, liked it, but there's I, I, I just have notes, but that's me for sure. sure. Uh, but in general, I I think Alex Garland rocks. So yeah, like, yeah. Um, no, some more backstory Dread is amazing. Uh, right, full yes. stop. Oh my goodness, yes. Some more backstory here is A twenty four has recently been thinking about making blockbusters, um, and this is apparently their biggest budget endeavor. It's like $65 million or something like that. And so if it feels to me like A24 is making blockbusters like we used to, um, because this still feels, this feels like... like Outbreak. I, I know. This still feels like a, like a mid-budget... I, I, um, I wrote down it's a Gerard Butler action movie, but with an A24 coat of paint. Right. It's... Well, it's... It's White House Down and it's those an, type it's of things. It's an Alex but, Garland yeah. film. Like this is the same budget as Alex Garland. I feel like Annihilation mm-hmm. feels as big as this. Yeah, um, but it's slightly bigger because it's about a fucking civil war um, with President Nick, Nick Offerman. Offerman. Yeah. Oh. So I don't know, man. I am extremely yeah curious about this film. I I am I don't know what Alex Garland has to say politically. That's the only thing where I'm like. He's never really been he he said a lot of things about a lot of stuff, but he's never been like here. I'm going to talk about the politics in America. I um, think this from what this film looks like, it looks like I, I don't I'm not sure that this is going to have anything like philosophical to say. I think this is just going no. to be drawing conclusions that are drawing logical conclusions. Like, I think that's honestly, I think that's what's going to be terrifying about this movie i'm not yeah that's that's my thoughts is um he might not make it that political surprisingly right yeah um he might not go into the details it might be more about the terror of this situation well the broad the broad stroke uh that kind of clued me in on how it's not going to be quote-unquote taking sides is it's apparently a new republic slash country uh 
con- uh, consisting of Texas and California versus the rest of the United States. And on pa- and on paper, politically, yeah. that's the reddest of the red states and the bluest of the blue teaming. Yeah, up. that's yeah. He clearly so, did that on purpose. Yeah, yeah. So uh, this also it's, it's so I I don't think there will be huge, you know, current political messaging one way or the other. Just the overall message of you know if we break up, uh, uh, when will mankind learn? If we break each other up, it'll just divide <laughs> us even further. Beast is mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the broad strokes. Much like how in men, it's uh, men are terrible. End of message. Um, but anyway. Um, I This also made me, by the way, want to watch season two of Fargo. Yeah. <laughs> because, season two of Fargo so, rocks. Yeah. yeah it really like, does. Oh, yeah, they were, they were really good in that, weren't they? Nope. Yeah. <laughs> the season, season, the current season of Fargo, worth your time, good boys. Oh yeah, I'm a little. I, I think I'm a few I've seasons heard. behind. Yes. Oh yeah. But yeah. But yeah, I I, I, I I will give anything Alex Garland does a shot. Like I don't think he's beyond reproach or anything like that. Yeah. Um, I do think Men is more sophisticated than <laughs> what Eric just suggested. I think um, it. I think it tries to be as uh, more sophisticated. For uh, sure. But, we don't need to rehash but, it. Uh, it's just yeah. I. I am. I feel like he's a real talent and a real artist with things to say and a viewpoint. This is all to say that if anybody else was making this movie, I probably would be like, Ugh, Christ. Oh, agreed. Um, yeah. But like, this is probably the one person that I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm curious. But- also, he's, he wrote the script to apparently 28 months later, which is still something that's in production. And I appreciate that. I appreciate that he's like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll keep writing those. By the way, I'll, I'll he write... wrote a PS3 my... game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, by the way, my, my critique of men, yes, was basic just because we're, we, don't, we don't have the time to break into it. But overall, I say it's a, six, it's a seven or, or six out of ten, oh. whereas I usually see him as a nine. For sure. No, I didn't mean to poo-poo yeah. on that. I really oh, yeah. want to w- play uh, but... this Devil May Cry game. Oh, that one? Oh. He wrote a t- he wrote a Devil May Cry he game. Sure he sure fucking the, did. He Dave. wrote the late Devil May Cry 5? No, uh, I think he wrote DMC for Ninja Theory. DMC. Oh, yeah. I see. Okay. Cuz he wrote Enslaved Journey to the West for Ninja Theory. Holy shit. I didn't realize <laughs> he wrote Never Christ. I didn't I didn't realize he wrote Never Let Me Go. That's a great movie. Uh-huh. Fuck me. He is uh, he is just all over things that I love. God damn. Mm. Uh-huh. Um he also wrote Enslaved Odyssey to the West, that's, whatever that that's game the is. PS3 game that I was rambling about. All right. All right. I Got retract it. any negative negativity I've said ever about Alex Carlin. <laughs> oh no 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 Do not game. I I already did. He also apparently wrote an episode of Batman Black and White. It's been done. It it's already done, Tom. It's already been retracted. I gotta I watch these. Um is that it? Are we done with trailers? Never. All right, let's think some no. I just want to say that Alex Garland is again. Alex Garland is not beyond reproach. That's not. I, I say he is. I say he is now. He is now. <laughs> oh dear. Will be. I'm gonna go to. Right. I'm gonna go to the Church of Alex Garden. Uh, Garland this Sunday. All right. Let's thank some producers. Yes, Dave, save me. Big old. <laughs> it was a greasy thank you. I'm gonna go with a dry, a real dry <laughs> thank you. A real to. <laughs> To no the fun. following. A real oh, friction. Yeah, Heavy. tons of friction and, and warmth and scratchiness. <laughs> thank you to Dan Hackroyd. Thank, thank you very you. much. 
They get a Davy, the ghost of East Las Vegas, Francis. Thank Ooh. you. They get a David Knight boot. boot. Henson, thank My you. Thank you. Deborah is awesome. Barbara is great. And cancer can go to hell. Yep. Thank you to Dracula, the bus driving toot, vampire. Toot. Thank you to Driftless and his elephant army demand you watch Lair of the White Worm. Can do. Thank you to E.T., the extravagant terrestrial. <laughs> thank you to Exploding Runes. Thank you. Thank you to Funky G. Mostly comes out at night. Mostly. mostly. Thank you to Happy Holidays from the Ghost of Dave Andrew Thomas. Thank, Thank you. you. Let me soup in here. Thank you to Heathless Helping Handfuls. Thank you. Thank you to ImpossibleWorlds.net. Issue 3 is out now. Gorge yourself on our fiction, Gorge. Thank you. Thank you to Jay the Crow Baron says, Have a great holiday season. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. Hail Thank Satan. you to Grishanovich. Thank you. Thank you to Look Mom on a podcast. Thank you. Thank you to Mabel. Step on me. Step, Step on me. On me. Thank you to Mackenzie Fuck Shuffling with Willem Dafoe's Confusingly Large Dick Chill. Thank you. Thank you to Mercurial Oz. Thank, thank you. Thank you to Mike the Lurker. Thank you. And thank you to Mongolian Throat Skanking. Thank you. Mm. All right. Tom, you think uh, uh, Brockway Loves the Meat Millie? Yes. They got skipped, apparently, last episode. That's you. That's on you. Shit. Yeah, that's on you. Well, thank you, right, Brockway Loves the Meat Millie. Stories. I'm sorry. I am desperately sorry for that. No, truly, I am. I mm. I really am sorry for that. Apologies. Okay, ask, let's go to the stories. Ask, ask, ask stories. for forgiveness from Alex Garland. I will. Yeah. Alex Garland, please forgive me. I will <laughs> download, pirate, purchase, steal any copy of Enslaved Odyssey <laughs> to the West that you wish me to. And also, um, and also to make you. up for it. Uh so we got these Golden Globes nominations, yeah. um, best motion picture drama, Oppenheimer, Kills of the Flower Moon, Maestro, Past Lives, The Zone of Interest, Anatomy of a Fall. I have not seen three of these. I'm hoping to see Zone of Interest tomorrow. Man, I'm um, so into Zone of Interest and Anatomy of a Fall. Did you? I saw Anatomy of a Fall already, which I'm going to say for a we just watched um, thing. I am so excited for zone of interest um excited feels like a weird word that's well, drama yeah yeah Did excited is a Did weird word <laughs> um best musical or comedy barbie poor things american fiction the holdovers may december air i've only seen barbie and the holdovers from that list um this is all to say that this is basically what the oscars are going to look like yeah right? yeah it's it, it golden globes nine times out of ten are the oscar prequels they're gonna so, look like a yeah. shade of this for sure yeah uh i don't disagree with the 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 movies that they're zoning in on here you know no. um i'm trying to think of if there's anything missing from this um i mean i i don't think so i hope anatomy of a fall doesn't just get best international on the oscars i think it deserves best picture as a nom um so I it also hearing, yeah. Yeah, it also has uh, what I would argue to be best dog actor. Um, there's a, without spoiling anything, there's a few scenes with the dog acting. There's one that I absolutely assumed wasn't done with a dog. And apparently they trained the dog to do the thing. And I was like, wow, that's impressive. Did so the, like very good dog actor. Did the dog like do a soliloquy or? 
Yeah, I mean, I'm it not going to say. It was the Ed Harris of dog actors. Oh, wow. It kind of was. It was an amazing dog actor. So, like, that's. It's just a very good dog performance. Um, very good movie, too. Uh, should the dog be nominated, Dave? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Let's vie for that. Yeah. yeah. Instead of, okay. I don't know, Bradley Cooper. Sure. Yeah. For the movie nobody's yeah. seen. Let's move on, Dave. What's the next mm-hmm. news story? All right. Next news story is uh, just the fact that Tubi is going to stream a bunch of DC movies for free. Sure. Apparently they have a deal with Warner Brothers, um, including like the Batman and Black Adam and and Suicide Squad. So I, I, I think, I don't know what this says about WB, but I do like that Tubi is going to be our new like TNT slash TBS slash USA. Yeah. Um, that they just dump everything on like it's a like television because Tubi has ads, right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's the further cable cableification of uh, of streaming. Yeah, but like someone has to, right? Like, I don't know. I I, I guess I they, I, I they're I having so much trouble making money. Against. Uh, yeah, it it provides it provides another uh, a free avenue for people to enjoy movies. So it's just weird. I mean, that. it's emblematic of the problem with the streaming culture and why it's imploding where it's like so dc is, is streaming a bunch of their movies on tubi they're also offloading a bunch of stuff onto amazon like merry little batman and uh, a series right. related to that movie um and um licensing a bunch of their movies onto netflix now where you can see a bunch of their movies on netflix now so it's really diluting the streaming sort of culture like um where you have to go to you have to go to warner brothers to get warner brothers stuff so it's like it it didn't even last for like two years um so i think it's just like um another sign that this is imploding and we're going to get back to some sort of equilibrium that's going to be a little recognizable to what we had before like the you know the rental system if you wanted to rent something and then buy something if you wanted to buy something but then other than that it's like appointment viewing or maybe not a point probably not appointment viewing but i don't know um i think tubi is part of the ecosystem that used to be which is yeah commercials free with commercials yeah yeah um and so like i would be more upset if tubi cost money but the right, 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 right. Like that was the thing that I meant to mention, that all of these services are adding a commercial supported uh, tiers that you still yeah, have to pay charging. for, that you still yeah. have to yeah. pay for. Yeah, that's whack. But I have no other thoughts on this. <laughs> yeah, me either. Oh. I mean, sure, but, I'm glad right. it's on what, Tubi. How, how could there be? <laughs> all right. Well, let's keep moving then. Final final lap, if you will. But we got we to gotta thank some more producers first. Yeah, so, let's do it. Do it. Big old... Um, Fuck. Thank oily? You. Oily, I did greasy, greasy, sloppy, um, slimy? Slimy. Slimy. Uh, glistening. Uzi, glistening. Glistening. Oh. Glistening, thank you. Glistening. To the following. Thank you to Mr. Tell Your Wife how many patron subscribers you have before you agree to buy a house. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you to musical guests, the Ludicrousmas Children's Choir. The sure. Ludicrousmas <laughs> Children's Choir. Thank you to No One Can Hear You Scream in Space McNulty. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you to Norm from Cheers. Thank you. Thank you to Pete for Pagel. Thank you. Thank you to Numino Ultra Microscopic Silico Volcano Coniosis Anti-Disestablishment Anti-Disestablishment Terrianism Jones. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to Ed Nog. Thank you to Rev MD. Thank you to Ricky Cilantro. Thank you to Rosemary's Baby from Eraserhead. 
They get a screaming horse pyramid. Don't do that with horses. They get a sorry cop. World's most laughable centrist. Thank you. All right, let me swoop in here. Thank you to Steven. Thank you. Thank you to all the nurses in the Einstein neonatal ICU. We did it. We made it through 2023. Woo! Woo-hoo! Good job. Yeah, way to go. Congrats. Thank you to the Midnight Patron with patrons at midnight. Yeah, baby, yeah! Thank you. Thank you to the Oatmeal Savage. Thank, Thank you. Thank you to Turbo, and he says, the strikes may be over, but egg David Zaslav for fun and profit. Agreed. Thank you. Thank you to these seven bees. Thank you. Thank you to Tiger Drawers, Pratt Thompson. Raindrops keep falling on my head. Thank you. Thank you to Tip Drizzle. Thank you. Thank you to Tux. Tux. Thank you to Vincent. Thank you. Thank you to Why Didn't You Get Flying Fuck at the Moon. Thank you. And thank you to your mom. Thank you. Dave. Woo. We have smashed headlong into the end of this episode. So I only have have one more question for you. And that is, do you have a movie that deserves more hype? Oh. I do. You Ooh. son of a bitch. Yeah, I do. This one actually came out, I think, the day we're recording or yesterday, the day before we're recording. This is all to say that it is out right now on VOD, and I want to I check it out. Um, this is called Soft Liquid Center. It is um, a mumblecore film. I only bring that up because that is like a dirty word for some people. Um, mumblecore, is, it's also a broad definition of a film like it just means like a lot of conversations um but this is a horror movie uh it's the the co-writer and producer is also the star and it's about uh, a young lady who um just went through a breakup and she starts getting haunted by her ex literally mm-hmm. um the furniture starts moving around on its own there's like weird sounds um uh and it's and the we learn that her ex is using some sort of like ritual to do this. So it's a pretty like it's a pretty loud metaphor. Um, but yeah. what doesn't seem loud, based off the reviews, is how the haunt manifests itself. It's very it's apparently um uh it's very low budget. Uh, one of these reviews says it's one of the best examples of a low budget ghost story. Uh, and that's because I think the the haunt itself is a little more like vibey a little more um uh uh surreal uh there's apparently a scene with a haunted watermelon and i'm like well shit that according to this review gave them a racer head baby vibe so i'm like well gonna have to find out what the well, fuck I'm, that I'm yeah know where this goes um, yeah it has it like, has my like, attention <laughs> yeah there's a lot of like gaslighting elements where she's like having conversations with people and then not they're not remembering the conversations um uh, weird like you know like like uh, again way more surreal as a haunting uh the camera work in multiple reviews is being called like amazing the and you can kind of tell from the trailer the sound design is apparently very good um one review talks about how there's this background noise of insects that you'd think would be soothing but is used to be menacing um it just sounds like it's made with a lot of fucking care um and it's a it's uh all i don't know it, it just sounds like a horror movie that doesn't just do the the things you'd expect it to do uh to scare you and that always uh pops out for me what did you guys think of this trailer i liked it um and i really want to watch it very much yeah. so uh it's <laughs> uh it, just for 
pretty much the reasons that was stated. It just looks interesting. The the premise itself, uh, to your point, Dave, does sound, uh, you know, uh, like it's it's as subtle as slicing bread with a baseball bat. But uh, because everything looks to be done with care and there are some unique elements like I I cannot wait to be terrified by a watermelon. And I want yeah, to I want to see them do it. That's uh, what I meant to make it happen, because that that just sounds like, oh, oh, this is a challenge. And I it may, uh, that and um, and that excite it excites me because some of the best filmmaking is taking stuff, uh, very loud premises and very simplistic story and enhancing it through the creativity of how you shoot it how you mix the sound and what you do with the limitations that you give yourself or the limitations that you just have. So yeah, yeah. really looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm into like how low budget it is, honestly. For sure. Which yeah. is like a weird thing to say, but like, it looks like it is really making a meal out of its limited resources yeah like it's a lot of shots of like what's clearly just like you know like a sparsely uh uh populated house or like you know just like a back country road or something but um it's what we see in the trailer is shot in such a way that's um interesting um so yeah i'm into this like i don't necessarily care about the premise so much but like uh what we see in the trailer um looks pretty sweet so yeah i'm on board Everybody check it out. Soft Liquid Center. Do it. Like I said, if you, it's on streaming right now, so I'm going to check it out yeah. as soon as I can. Even the title is unsettling. Where's it right. available on streaming? Shutter? I th- I think fucking anywhere. I don't know. Here, I'll, I'll Google it. Soft Soft Liquid Center Film Watch. Uh, it's on it's on Prime Video right now. Oh, hell yeah. Um, yeah. Sweet. Available Do to it. rent or buy. It's uh, hour 20. Just did. Seems breezy. Hour yeah. 20? Eep, that sold Pretty easy but to put it on the old watch list right now i did it oh nice well In guess what time. you heard it here first guess what fellas that's a sewed we've done it Woo! so eric eric thank you so much for being on the episode man yeah. oh again this was this is always fun to talk to you guys uh of course. And, yeah always fun to talk movies with everybody what do you got going do on you, what do you want uh, to plug what's 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 going on buddy Where so can find you? um <laughs> I hope you all know that I was just kidding about the Venmo earlier in the episode. If not, spoiler alert, I was. Uh, donate to uh, some to something that you truly believe in. If it's not shitty, uh, <laughs> uh, follow, like a Venmo. Like, huh? <laughs> Keep going. I broke your momentum. Oh, like, uh, like. Well, you could donate to buying Venmo if you want to. I don't care. I do. I do. All right, I'm digging myself out of the hole. Don't donate. Don't donate anything to anybody except the thing. Do what Alex you want Garland. with your money. Donate to Alex Garland and worship at the Alex Garland Church in your community. But mm. uh, you could also follow me online at Eric W. Barnes on Twitter and on Blue Sky and maybe Instagram if I get around to it. Watch some more news. Uh, I Tom writes for it. I write for it. Dave's a head writer. It's wonderful. Uh, subscribe to the Gamefully Unemployed Patreon uh in which you can support these two gentlemen and on top of that you get to listen to me hang out with these gentlemen every friday night for movie night so that is very it's one of my favorite it's one of my favorite things to do is is to pop in there and 
hang out with the folks and hang out with you and talk over movies and enjoy them. Oh and, yeah. Or, or don't man. enjoy them. Yeah. Oh so, yeah. No, <laughs> they're not uh, always the best, but definitely a highlight of my week for sure too, as well. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, but yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks for having me and any other, of course. And any time. Uh, yeah, of course. So, yeah. Thanks for being on. Yeah, that um that Patreon is uh, patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed. Uh if people want to check that out. Five dollars a month you get access to Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Fox Muller is a Maniac, Star Trek the Next Futurama, Spiel Boys, uh and yeah, we watch movies. Eric is often there. We we do that every Friday night. It's a real fucking chuckle fest. Yeah. With pals. Good or it bad, it's always, yeah. always fun. We also have a store. Head over to GameFleetUnemployed.com where we have a link to our Teespring store where we have all kinds of cool artwork and designs. You can get on t-shirts, mugs, stickers, posters, all sorts of things. So slap your peepers onto that. Do it. Um, I think that's it. Yeah. Donate to worthy charities, not to me. Bye. <laughs> Bye. 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 Our music is produced by Chris Corlew. You can follow him on Twitter at at the Corlew, C-O-R-L-E-W, and find more music at shipwreckedsailor.bandcamp.com. Our channel artwork is produced by Michael Vincent Bramley. You can find more of his artwork at instagram.com slash mvbramleyart. Our episode artwork is produced by Justin Brown. You can follow him on Twitter at at Justin T. Brown, and find more of his artwork at artnessbyjustinbrown.com and justinbrown.info.